I think everybody uh, is familiar with those video doorbells that we have these days. It's like a regular doorbell, but it always has a small little camera and um, it can capture your image. I mean, I got a, probably the, the, the best example of that for me was when I was an M &M, when I was an MLA, I would go door knocking just to meet constituents. Sometimes people weren't home, you left your card. But a few couple of times I've had emails from constituents saying, hey, Jazz, sorry I missed you. And then they send me a... Uh, a video uh, of me knocking on the door when they weren't there uh, and they were able to uh, edit it and send it to me. Uh, so it's very common these days uh, to have those video doorbells. Well, several lower mainland cities are now offering a program which anyone's home security camera can literally be a crime-fighting tool for police. Joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, the closed-circuit uh, camera registry is Linda Anna. She's a Surrey City Councillor, and she is an Executive Director of the Metro Vancouver Crime Stoppers organization. Linda, thank you for joining us. My pleasure as always, Jazz. I'm going to try not to ask you any Surrey policing stories. Uh, emphasis <laughs> on try, so let's focus on this issue. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's uh, chat a little bit about this. Um, tell me how this program would work. Well, it's really simple. So many people have home security cameras and don't even think of them as sort of a, a crime-fighting tool. And if they register them, and specifically in Surrey, we have Project IRIS, uh, and the program exists in other jurisdictions like North Van Delta and Port Coquitlam. If they register their cameras, the police can access uh, the video in real time. Of course, uh, they do have to get uh, permission from the residents. So in essence, if there's a crime or you know there's some suspicious characters in your neighborhood, police are looking for them. If they know that you have a camera and they will call you and they will ask permission to get the footage. Great tool because they can see stuff in real time. So this is a case of, let's say, um, you know, uh, Jazz Johal lives on Smith Avenue. They know that there are five people, five residences there, where the homeowner has agreed to provide access. So would they then at least say, okay, we believe, uh, you know, uh, there was some sort of crime that occurred. Let's say a vehicle was stolen. And they would then contact you assuming uh, you're one of the five registered homeowners then? That's absolutely how it works. It saves them an awful lot of time. Now, if people aren't registered, they have to go door knocking and hope that people are home. Uh, and, you know, it takes a long time. And as we know, if, uh, you know, they can get uh, investigations happening earlier, the likelihood of them actually solving the crime is far greater. So it's very important that people that have uh, video cameras, you know, register them and, uh, allow the police, um, if they're comfortable with it, to access the footage if required. So this is a question of they would actually still have to come to your residence, but they would know, all right, who's got a camera there who's registered, and they would then have to ask you to provide that footage. It's not, they don't have access to that footage until they come to your door and ask for it. Well, they can do it by phone as well. I mean, it's so easy to transmit uh, videos now, right? Uh, you know, most of us that have cameras can view who's at our front door or back door or wherever online, and it's very easy to send that video off to the police. So they don't need to come to your door to get it, but they do indeed need your permission to access it. But they won't have access to the visual. Uh, it's your, it's the onus is on you to provide that footage if you manage to record it and keep it from a specific date that they require. It's not like they can, at a headquarters have access to your camera. No, they do not have access to your cameras at headquarters. Uh, 
it is, you know, they do have to get your permission each and every time to access whatever video footage they want, but it can be done so quickly and so easy from your computer to theirs, and it just provides the opportunity for police to start investigating things much sooner. Uh, generally, people that are breaking into cars or homes or doing things that aren't right don't stick around the neighborhood to wait to see if the police are coming and then get caught. So the quicker the police can get this information, the better chance is that the crime will get solved. Mm-hmm. And in, in the past, are police having to rely more on subpoenas or is it a question of generally... Uh, people do have cameras are are um, cooperating and generally volunteer the footage. Well, generally, you know, they will have to go door knocking, so they'll have to, you know, take manpower and visit your neighborhood, and knock on each and every door till they get the v- video footage they want. But really, I think the uh, what's really important to me is so many people don't aren't aware that this service is available, and so I'm really encouraging people, particularly in Surrey, uh, through our project, Iris, but in other locations as well, to get their cameras registered. It's very, very helpful to the police. And uh, you mentioned the communities here like Surrey and, and, and the North Shore and, and Delta as well. Are other jurisdictions doing this in, in Canada or in the United States? Uh, also Port Coquitlam for sure uh, in the Lower Mainland. Um, Got to give a plug to them as well. But um, yes, there are many other municipalities and cities throughout uh, North America that do this. But I think it's such a great program that more in the Lower Mainland need to get involved. Mm-hmm. Well, since I've got you here, uh, I wanted just to just switch a little bit towards Surrey Council for a moment. Uh, we can expect a vote on Surrey policing next week, I'm assuming? Well, I hope it comes soon. Uh, Certainly the residents of Surrey and the Surrey Police Service and RCMP are getting extremely frustrated with the length of time that this is taking council to uh, make a decision. Uh, It's been, you know, as the mayor has said, for each month that we don't make a decision, it's costing the taxpayers $8 million. And taxpayers, quite frankly, during this time, or any time for that matter, can't afford that kind of uh, expense for no gain. Uh, the SPS, in an internal document, this is so the Surrey Police Union uh, sent a, an internal document to their chief constable, Norman Lipinski, basically saying that um, they don't wish to partic- participate uh, in an individualized human resource planning to support any sort of alternate policing if the SPS is voted down and that they basically wish to be relieved of their duties and provided severance payments, I guess, immediately. Uh, this is the um, a May 30th document, the Surrey Police Union, which was signed by their president. It was sent out to Norm Lipinski. Mr. Lipinski also uh, forwarded uh, or uh, that letter um, with a note to the Surrey Police Board on June 6th. I have that document as well. Does that change anything for you? And the reason I ask is, you know, it's one thing to vote for one police or the other, but if if you do end up staying with the RCMP, SPS and the unions, the vast majority of them we were told today by a union member are saying, you know what, it's time for us to move on and we'll take our severance payment. And what is that? where does that leave Surrey in regards to it's RCMP and being able to have uh, enough boots on the ground to provide adequate policing as the RCMP starts to retransition up again. Well, I would say that the Surrey Police Service members, who many have moved from you know other jurisdictions throughout Canada, are very frustrated. As of course are the RCMP, and whoever, whichever jurisdiction uh, is 
decided that we're going to be going with. The others just want to get on with their career. This has dragged on far, far too long, and it's not fair to either members. Um, they have careers. They have you know, lives. They have families that they're supporting, and we need to get on with it. Having said that, it does really put Surrey in a real predicament because they're not quite um, at half of the um, uh, police force, uh, certainly not half yet on, um, uh, on boots on the ground, but... It's a huge impact, and we will not have enough police uh, members through the RCMP to adequately serve uh, the city of Surrey. Linda, thank you so much. I am sure we're going to talk again on this issue uh, and, of course, uh, the closed-circuit camera one as well. Thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure as always, Jazz.